Living Faith International Church welcomes you to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alotane, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church. Bishop Dominic is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of God's word. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Get ready to be blessed and inspired with the unadulterated word of God. And now, Bishop Dominic Newlove Alote. So, when people invite me, why are they inviting me? Because I have defined my purpose. Yeah, so, 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 critical thinking is thinking that is detached from the emotions and impulses of the moment. Number one, critical thinking is detached from the impulses, uh, from the emotions and the impulses of the moment. It doesn't factor emotions in decision making. I say critical thinking. It doesn't matter whether the person is my uncle, my auntie, my wife, my sister, my, my father, my brother, my pastor. My, when, when I critically, I separate relations and emotions from the thinking or the decision I'm going to make. I'm making decision solely based on my core beliefs or the facts. That's critical thinking. If this is not there, then a lot of my emotions are going to be impacted. A lot of my decision making and my critical, uh, my thinking is going to be impacted by relations and emotions. At the end of the day, it is that same thing that destroys. Sometimes you, come, you go to a point of no recovery. How many people that, that have given money to brothers, I'm talking about same father, same mother, and they didn't think, they didn't put in any facts, but out of emotions, they committed things that they, could, they shouldn't commit to certain people. At the end of the day, they lost everything. Some of them actually couldn't recover. Some of them have stroke. So you have to be critical in your thinking. You have to be very critical, very, uh, uh, me as a pastor, as a pastor, I don't operate with emotions. I totally detach my emotions. I tell my family, the work we are doing here is not father and son uh, 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 enterprise. No, 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 it's not father and son enterprise. My prayer, and I'm looking for the right people to do the right thing for me, not family, no. I, I refuse to push my children to do ministry, to inherit me. No, ministry is not an inheritance. Are you understand? Okay, now, so, so uh, uh, my decision making in critical thinking is based solely on facts and my core beliefs, period. Okay, critical thinking that wants to understand what is behind the push button. So, if my daughter here said, Daddy, I want to give you this bottle of water. A critical thinking, a thinker, want to find out why you are giving me the bottle of water. Because you can give me the bottle of water with another uh, agenda that I don't know. 
It is not your job to tell me why you are giving me the water. It is my job to find out why you gave me the water. And that's what we call critical thinker. Do you understand? So a lot of people have been damaged because you, 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 you accept certain things on face value. You are excited without knowing that there is something else behind. You are not a critical thinker. I want to find out why you gave me. I want to find out why all of a sudden you want to be my friend. I want to find out why you are pushing yourself for me. I, I want to find out why you are serving me. Do you understand? I am going behind what I'm seeing. And I'm trying to see what is not seen. In other words, I'm thinking like God. Because God goes beyond what is being done to go behind why what is being done is being done. That is the way. So when the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ, that's what he's talking about. I want to find out why you did what you did. As a critical thinker, may the Lord help you today. If you understand this, you know, your mistakes will be very few. Your mistakes, this me, I didn't know a lot of these things. Okay, so I made so many mistakes. My emotions, even when there were clues, like the bishop was talking about it yesterday, there were clues, and I ignored all the clues because I was emotionally attached. And so I, I allowed my emotions and family to impact my judgment. By the time I realized I was in debt for over $300,000 right here in Ghana, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Okay, so he says that looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand side of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied and faint in your minds. So he's saying that you, Jesus was a critical thinker. Now, he says that let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. Now, so here we say that he knew the joy that was set before him, so he was able to endure the present adverse circumstances. If you don't think ahead to see the joy of tomorrow, you can never ever handle the stresses of today. That's a critical thinker. That's a critical thinker. Because I see something that is pushing me, that is allowing me to endure the hardship of today. Amen. Because I see something, what we are doing here, nobody knows what will happen tomorrow. So I am, I, uh, we are, we are uh, paying all these sacrifices because we see something tomorrow, something big, something great. Can I have a man? If you don't think critically like that and see beyond where you are, a lot of things will destroy you. A discouragement, a lot of fears, pressure, stress. This is why many people can't handle a business. This is why. A critical thinker focuses resource before they take action. Jesus was focusing resource. I will sit down at the right hand side of the father. Okay, exalted. So critically, let me go through these three days of abuse because I know that it's going to work for my good. 
critical thinker. So he went through all the hardship for three days. That's why we are worshiping him. Amen. Critical thinker. Okay? Critical thinker is reward oriented. So David said, what shall be given to the man who kills this Goliath? They say, oh, A, B, C, D will be given to him. Critical thinker. In other words, I am not going to get into a battle that I will get nothing. I'm risking my life for this. Come on, yeah. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Critical thinker. I am not going to get into a battle that will get me nothing. Let me, um, uh, if this is what is going to happen, then I can risk my life because at the end of the day, I know there is a reward involved. Critical thinker. Do I have a man? A critical thinker pays attention to details. He's detail-oriented. I mean, detail. Therefore, he sees mistakes and flaws that others will ignore. Huh? He sees flaws and mistakes that others will ignore. You know, let me say, I say this to my, 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 the guys in my house and my security all the time. I said, I said, you must be right every day. The thief must be right only one day. Hello? Okay, so critically, okay, you pay attention to detail. You come before you go to bed, no matter how tired you are, you check all your windows, you check your door, you check everything you check, you, before you go to bed. Now, a time will come, you think that, oh, you know, uh, 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 I've lived here for seven years, you know, eight years, I've never been bothered before. I'm too tired to get up. And that day is when a thief will come to your house. A critical thinker don't leave spaces. He's right all the time. He's on top all the time. This is the reason why, you know, uh, uh, America went through 9-11. Because we took everything for granted. And then, bam, it came. Thousands of people died for nothing because we took it for granted that America is a safe place. Are you getting it? Thinking that never assumes or speculates. Okay, you don't make assumptions and you don't speculate but deals with facts, thinking that looks beyond personality. You know, it never assumes or speculates. It deals with facts, only facts, okay? And figures, thinking that looks beyond personality. So I'm not looking at you. Look at that scripture again. Eat not the bread of him who have an evil eye. Chapter 23, let's read from verse six. Be Eat thou not the bread of him that have what? Come on, read it. That have what? Neither do what? Meat. Yes, verse 7. Yes, let's go. So is he. Eat and drink. Says he. But what? His heart is not with you. Verse 8. Yes, let's read. Go. One go. You shall vomit and lose thy sweet words. Okay, so what he's saying to you here that uh, you are not making assumptions and speculations based on the food that is there. Because you set a table before me, I'm going to take it that you love me. And I'm going to eat. 
That's what he said. He said, he said that, that he's thinking one thing and he has said a different thing before you. So I'm not going to speculate that because you have set the table, you know, you love me. He said, at the end of the day, you are going to lose your sweet words. Number two, he has evil eyes, spells, curses, and all these things involved. So a critical thing can never speculate. It doesn't make assumptions. Facts, figures, principles. Can I have amen? Uh, so he says, let this man be in you. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. For who have known the mind of Christ, who have known the mind of the Lord, but we, uh, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Can you imagine if we have the mind of Jesus? Can you imagine what we would do? Can you imagine how we would think? In the, the mind, in the mind of Jesus, nothing is impossible. In the mind of Jesus, nothing is impossible. And, and mechanically, he moves like that. Just get out of prayer and step on the water and start walking. Mechanically, there was no prayer involved. He just, just get up, he saw that they were in trouble, and then he quickly stepped out of, of, the, of, the, of the wilderness and stepped in the water and started walking on the water. Peter sees him and said, if it is you, let me come. He said, come, 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 come. And then Peter stepped out. Okay, at that short moment, Peter was thinking like Christ. The reason why we are not operating you know, the way God wants us to operate because our thinking level is so low. Our thinking level. Thinking that respects processes and order. Thinking that a critical thinker respects pro uh, order and process. See, we don't like processes. Ghanaians don't like process. Okay? We, want, we don't want process, we don't want order. That is the reason why the nation is the way it is. If you try to create order, everybody will vote against you. That, that me, I'm of the opinion that certain countries can practice democracy. One of them is Ghana, okay? Because in the past, we were ruled by kings, and what the king says is what you do. And they fear the king, isn't it? If you play the fool, they will, they, will, they will remove you from the place, suck you from Ashanti Kingdom. You will never come there again. Uh, they will cut your head off. If you play the fool, okay, they will cut your head off. They will cut your head off. Okay, and in that time, the, even though we may not have been, but we were really developed. According to our uh, you know, the way we were. We were very developed because you have to understand that the conditions that the, the Europeans were in, we didn't have those conditions. So there was no need for Africans to, to try to get a fridge because, you know, or try to create heaters and stuff. You know why? Because we have no condition, we have no reason for that. We know how to roast our meat and keep them, salt them and all that. Come on, yeah. I, am I talking to you? You know, and, and guess what? We were fine until democracy was introduced. Do, do, do you realize that when Rollins took power for a while, Ghana was peaceful? Oh, you, you, were, you were children, so you didn't know. Ghana was peaceful. 
People clean their neighborhood. They remove all the garbage. You can't throw the thing. Go through circle. You can't throw. You can't put anything down. A, a, a piece of paper on in, oh, on the floor in circle. They will beat you up. The soldiers will get you and beat you up and let you work for six hours. And so that started going into the consciousness of Ghanaians. And then we started cleaning our neighborhood until we introduced democracy again and everything went down. Yeah, that system of government doesn't work for us because an African or a lot of black people have to be forced to follow order and process. Okay, number two, thinking that exercises crisis anticipation, minimizing the, a bad outcome with damage control and good planning. Okay, thinking that exercises crisis anticipation. You, you anticipate that this is going to happen. And then you, you, you plan to minimize the, the outcome, that bad outcome with damage control and good planning. That's what, that's what I've done all my life. I will always try to focus or I will always try to, you know, anticipate crises that can rise up while I'm doing this. What about if I don't get the money to do this? What about, what about if I'm not able, you know, and I found solutions to it so that I can minimize the, the, the and control the a bad outcome. Okay? Um, thinking that solves problems and implement preventive measures. Critical thinker. Okay, thinking that solves problems and implement preventive measures. Thinking that sees opportunity when others only see obstacles. Critical thinker, they see opportunities where people, other people see obstacles. Thinking that understands the negotiation process strives to get the better for less. A courageous thinker and a creative thinker. I really want to talk about courageous thinker. What, what most of us lack is courage. We are not courageous in our thinking. Uh, thinking that respects process and order, number two. Thinking that exercises crisis anticipation, minimizing a bad outcome with damage control and good planning. Number three, thinking that solves problems and implement preventive measures. Number four, thinking that sees opportunity when others only see obstacles. Number five, thinking that understands the negotiation process, strives to get better for the less. Yeah, this one wants us to read that. Genesis 29, it's about Jacob. Okay, thinking that understands the negotiation process. And they always want to get more for less. So they are always in a, uh, they were always advantaged. Okay, if, if you are a critical thinker, you will always be in an advantage. Do you understand? And Jacob sought pottage, and Isaac came from the field, and he was faint. Yes, and Isaac said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore, was his name called Edom. Got the time to really, uh, for us to study the, the, the Jacob profile or the Jacob disposition and then Esau disposition. We read in the Bible that God said, I created both of them, but I hate Esau and I love Jacob. And I find out the reason why God hated Esau. He was a lazy thinker. He was a lazy thinker. 
Have you seen anybody who have who haven't eaten in the day and died? Okay, that is Esau. If you don't give me this food, I will die. Okay, now, now, fainting, fainting has nothing to do with your body. It has everything to do with your mind. If your mind faints, your body will faint. And I can take you through scriptures where different scenarios, the Bible says that they were faint, but they were running. Then another side says, the Bible says they fainted, so they stayed at the, at the brook Besor. Okay, two, two same people, armies of God, one army fainted and they stayed back. Another army fainted, but they kept going. So what made me keep on going when I am fainting is because my mind is toughened. I have a toughened mind. A mind that doesn't give up. A mind that keep on running. A mind that keep on running. If I have a weak mind, I will not be here. Because I've gone through so much in Ghana, ministry, business, but I keep on running because my mind is not fainting. Come on, give God a clap off. Can I have amen? Okay, so, and Jacob says, sell me this day thy birthright. And, and Esau said, behold, I am at the point of die. I am at the point to die. Can you imagine this man? And what profit shall this birthright do to me? Now, let's stop here. Let's stop. Everybody listen to me. Listen to me. Watch this. I want you to watch this. Do you, do you think that Jacob just woke up one day and decided to des de desire the birthright of his brother? He has been thinking about it. How can I get this from my brother? Esau was not thinking about how to keep his birthright. The younger brother was thinking, when, how can I outsmart this man and get the birthright from him? So immediately the opportunity showed up. He, 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 his mind was already at work at that point. You know something? <laughs> I've been waiting for this for a long time. I need your birthright and I'll give you food. Negotiation. Esau said, I am dying. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? Yes? And Jacob said, swear to me this day. And he swore unto him. And he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Yes? And then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils. And he did, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Can you imagine? This is why God hated him. I have about seven profiles of Esau and seven profiles of Jacob. Jacob was a thinker. He was a courageous thinker. He was a creative thinker. And he was a, he was a critical thinker. The guy was a thinker. Okay? Both of them were famous. You know that both of them were animal realists because in those days, the only two jobs they did was, was animal railing and farming. That's it. They didn't do anything. So as for Jacob, he goes to the farm once, a few times, he caught the animals, he brought them home, he, he built a fence, he put the animals in the fence, he studied the animals, he saw the way they bred. He saw how the animal can change colors. What he did in Laban's house, he, he was already doing it. 
He has studied the animals very well. Animal behavior, how, when they are going to breed, what do they do? What do I give them? He studied them. So, you know what he did? He built a fence, he put the animals in, and then the animals started breeding while he fed them. He didn't show his brother, but he allowed his brother to go to the farm every day to catch a game, come and kill and eat every day. So the, the, the Bible says that the, the lazy man doesn't roast what he took from hunting. And I thought about that scripture, I said, ah, how can a, a hunter be lazy? Hunters are never lazy. Don't tell me a hunter is lazy. Come on here, is a hunter lazy? You stay in the forest sometimes for two weeks trying to catch games. But the Bible says he's lazy. So then I realized that we have two kinds of laziness. Number one, we have mental laziness and then we have physical laziness. Okay? So, so Jacob was not, was not that physically, you know, he was not exerting his strength, but he has mentally, he was very sharp. So when his father asked for the venison, okay, his mother said, listen, go to the backyard and bring me two goats. Because he already has them there. And for his brother, he has to go to the forest. So by the time his brother came back from the forest, this boy have asthmated him two times. Just with the brain. God bless you. Crisis anticipation. You have to anticipate what could go wrong. When you get up in the morning and you are going to leave the house, crisis anticipation and prepare before you step outside. So you are never taken by surprise. The Bible says that who, which one intending to build a city, seated not down, planning, and then you know that you don't have sufficient to finish the project. Number one, I want you to hear me. That is the reason why God must be involved in your life. Because you as a human being will not have sufficient, but your, your sufficiency is not in you. Your, your sufficiency is in God. Okay, so now you are going to apply godly principles to help you overcome the deficiencies that you don't have in the project or you have in the project. Okay, so everything you see here is by faith. I don't have the money. I never have the any say, I have the money. I took, I have some money somewhere. No, 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 no. You see, this same principle I'm teaching you. Okay, and put my faith to work. Believe God for the finances to come in, for me to be able to do what I'm doing. And I've thought that every time you step out in the natural, you, you instigate or obligate the supernatural to step in in your life. If whatever you are doing is easy and you have the money to do it, it's not worth doing it. Anything you are involved in that it is easy for you to do, it's not worth it. We choose to do the hard things, not because it's, it is easy, but because it is hard. We choose to go to the moon and do all these things in the moon, not because it's easy, but because it's, it is hard. I kept that thing in my mind. I don't do easy things. If it is easy, don't get me involved. So where my human strength ceases, that is where the supernatural takes over. And that is how God works. So I cannot just live in the physical, you understand, and, and close the chapter. I must get the supernatural involved. My faith must work, practicing principles that obligate the resources of God to be attracted to me must work. Amen. In other words, this is the line. 
okay? You fall in the line or you fall outside the line, but I'm not going to compromise my principles to, to hold you. And that's how I've prayed in, the, in my ministry, okay? I refuse to compromise my principles and the word of God to keep people in church because at the end of the day, those are the people that will destroy the church. I'm telling you, and you know something, people respect leaders who are able to maintain order and principles. That is why Lighthouse is the way it is. Because the people respect the order and the principles that the man has set. Okay? They know that if you go outside, they will fire you. In most of our churches, we don't do that. Okay? So, the person is messing up and because we will lose him, we keep him and condone his foolishness and then it affects other people. This is the way I say it. Your emotions are not marketable. So don't try to advertise it. Nobody will buy. Control your emotions. Bring your emotions under control. Okay? And let your mind and your spirit rule you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alute, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. We believe you have been blessed, inspired, and encouraged. You are invited to worship with us on Wednesdays, Success in Life Teaching Service, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and Sundays, Celebration Service, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Locate Living Faith International Church, Rima House, at a Charlie Old Town last stop. For more details or prayer and counseling, please contact 0501-550-756-0561-291-565 and 0244-780-205. Remain under the blessings of God. Living Faith International Church. Living by faith. Dominating your world.